0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord, man. I'm so excited to be with you tonight. We are diving into this series, inviting the Holy Spirit into your life, inviting Him into your situations, circumstances in every arena of your life i'm so excited because i really believe that as you take the time to cultivate your spiritual life your life is going to take on a whole new meaning that's the truth the bible's clear about that amen that as you take time to invite the holy spirit in he will start revealing things to you to transform your relationship with him and you know guys I want you to be encouraged because um not a lot of people are out there inviting God into their life. seems like a lot of people are trying to hide hide from God <laughs> like God don't don't talk to me about certain things I don't want to know amen but when you start inviting him into situations into your circumstances, into your daily um, walk w- with with just your daily walk of life and your walk with God, how many of you know he? really illuminates from the inside-out direction, navigational system to change your world. Amen? Man, I'm so excited. Don't forget, share today. Share it with your friends. Put it on all your feeds. Because I know this, man. We are making a difference. People's lives are being changed because of your faithfulness. And like I said, man, this is the modern-day evangelism is to share content to help people transform their life. Amen? I don't know about you, but it makes me happy because I know that Jesus Can reach them, amen? And you want to reach them? This is one way we do it, amen? We reach out to them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many are excited about sowing some seed today? You're offering, you're tithing, you're giving. You say, you know, Pastor Chris, man. Why do we talk about tithing? Why do we talk about giving? Well, Jesus made it clear. He said that the tithe belongs to the Lord. You know, a lot of times people say, well, I don't see tithing in the New Testament. I don't see giving. Well, if you look in the Bible, you could see the account of Melchizedek and Abraham. You could see in Hebrews chapter 7, it says here they take their tithes and there we give tithes. What is he talking about? Our tithe is a tent that we trust God with, amen, that we give to God because we know that God is taking care of us in the earth in every season of life. Genesis chapter 8 says, seed time and harvest shall forever remain in the earth. And I I was talking to somebody today. It was so powerful Uh, this week. a great friend that I was talking to, and I said, the seed, the seed does not really understand nor does the seed care who sows it it just does the work amen so it doesn't make a difference whose hand the seed has come out of the seed knows what to do because god i taught you god is the increaser of seed look what it says here in 2 corinthians 9 6 7 and 8 look what it says in the message bible read so cool remember a stingy planter gets a stingy crop Woo! come on A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind that you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when we what? When the giver delights in the giving, man, I like that. When the giver delights in the giving, glory to God. You know, I'm going to say something there. Um, You know, God can pour out a blessing that's astonishing and he can make everything come to you. He'll make sure your needs are met. But I want to say something about that. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. How about inviting God into your giving? Man, that is such a powerful idea that we say, God show me where to give show me show me what to give show me show me teach me lead me guide me and i know you guys have been so faithful to give here and to sow your seed and to really be connected with what's going on i appreciate you greatly you you don't you don't have to do it but you choose to do it it's blessed my heart it seems like every day there's a there's a story or a testimony of somebody prospering through a time that looked like it was impossible to prosper amen so some of the great ways to give are up there right there on the screen it's relevantfl.org giving of course you could text your gift amount by now you guys are mastered of this 386-968-1103 don't forget cash app dollar sign relevantfl. fl and 920 Belleville Road, Daytona Beach, Florida. It's all there. Praise the Lord. Let's take a minute and let's pray for you. Glory to God. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing supernaturally in their life. I thank you, Lord, you meet all their needs according to your riches and glory. And I thank you, Lord, that we delight in the giving. So you're gonna lead us and help us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. Well, praise God, hallelujah. We're continuing this series inviting or inviting God or inviting the Holy Spirit to a higher place of life. Now, what do I mean when I say that? Well, we started talking about a higher life mentality, a a greater life mentality. Um, Obviously, we know we don't have the mentality of the world because the mentality of the world, the mentality of the world is not the mentality of God. Um, I think you can get into reason real quick and real easy if you're not careful. You can reason yourself right out of the word of God. Very important that you understand that I do not allow my feelings, my reasonings, my ideas, my suggestions to limit what God can do in my life through his word. So, we talked about how to really i don't want to say guard i'd like to say guide how do i guide my daily life how do you know you might ask you know pastor chris i really want god to come into my life i think so many people really want god i don't think people are trying to stay away from god i just think we don't understand god we don't understand how he works we don't understand i try to do the best i can to educate you in, in who God is. But I want you to know, God, God God wants to be with you on the daily. He wants to communicate. But one, I don't know everything, but I know a little bit of something. I know that God just really needs me to be conscious of him. It's not as much, you know, the other day, I really feel like the Lord just dropped something in my spirit. But that's because I got conscience of him in the moment. And I think that's what I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to be a perfect Christian. I don't think there is such a thing. I'm not asking you to be an old, like, you know, this extreme Christian, you know, like the you know, super Christian, you know, when you fly around with a cape. I'm not asking you for that. What I'm asking you, you know, Catherine Coleman, the great evangelist of the day, said something so powerful. She said, God is not looking for golden vessels. God is not looking for silver vessels. God is just looking for a yielded vessel. I always remember that. I remember that like it was yesterday. She said, I was thinking about the anointing, and you seek God to help people, and you really want to change your life. And I thought, what a powerful ministry. You know, I remember, I remember hearing great stories about Ms. Kuhlman and how her healing ministry changed the world, the great revivals of the day. And I never forget, she was giving her personal testimony And she says, there's nothing special about Catherine. There's nothing special about her. And then she said these words. She was talking about like this third person. It was kind of like a little bit, It's kind of a little bit wild. She kept talking like Catherine wasn't her. You know what I mean? She's like, Catherine, there's nothing special about Catherine. And I was like, well, aren't you still Catherine? You know, and I understood what she was saying. And she said, Catherine isn't a special individual. Catherine isn't specially anointed, she said, and she said, i never forget this either. She said, Catherine died a long time ago. And when I got it, was she was saying, it's no longer Catherine who lives, but it's Christ who lives in Catherine Kuhlman. And she just said, God's not looking for supernaturally special people. He's just looking for yielded people. Man, I never forgot that. that maybe all you gotta do is just yield a little bit. Maybe all you gotta do is just say, God, come on in. And here's the cool part about God. He's not out to get you. You know what I mean? I think we got this, uh, you know, gods running around like you should should, you know, the long finger, you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do, you shouldn't. No, god's not in all that. God's in the leading you, guiding you. He's long suffering. He's he's very gentle. Um, you know, one of the things I like to say about the Holy Spirit is don't grieve him with your words. You know, and grieve not the Holy Ghost with the words of your mouth. Be careful what you say because when you speak, you could really you could really he's very sensitive, the third person of the Trinity, very sensitive to your words because your words either attract or repel what he can do in your life. So praise the Lord. So here's some of the things we're gonna have to do to invite God into our life. One of the big things we're gonna have to do is you can't look to any other source besides God. Just write that down. man. if I'm gonna really be a person being led. If I'm going to be a next level Christian, if I'm going to allow um, my profession of faith to start affecting my daily walk with God, then I'm going to have to do this. I can't look at other sources besides God. That is so true. You know, I I looked at this in Second um, Colossians chapter two, verse eighteen. Man, this is so profound for the moment. Colossians chapter two, verse 18 and 19. It says this, don't tolerate people who try to run your life, ordering you to bow and to scrape, insisting that you join their obsession with angels and that you seek out visions. They are a lot of hot air. That's all they are. They're completely out of touch with the source of life, Christ, who puts us together in one piece whose very breath and blood flows through us. He is the head, we are the body, and we can grow up healthy in God only as he nourishes. I thought that was kind of cool because it says this, look to God as your source, amen? There's a lot of hot air out there, but guess what? It might not be the truth, amen? So look to God. Don't look at people trying to run your life. Don't don't allow people to try to come and get you to change what you know to be the truth. I think some people get completely out of touch with the source of life, Christ. Like, you gotta ask yourself, am I following the agenda or am I following the word? Am I following what I want or am I following what the word of God says? You know, one of the reasons why I don't think we're so quick to say, hey, God, come into my situation is because we get nervous about God maybe taking away some of the things in our situation you understand what I mean by that like you might be wanting a business so bad that you got this plan kind of going and you think this is it this is it and then you're scared to almost let God in what if he says no what if he says not now what if he says wait what if he says it's not it that's not the business, that's not the one, that's not the stuff. It's almost like, in, and this is so good, the, the ability to fear has basically come in and basically robbed you the opportunity to let God in. But I got news for you, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So you don't have to be afraid if God comes in, if God comes in, it's going to only get better. If you invite him in and yield to him, it's only going to get better. God's not trying to take something away from you, God's trying to give to you. You know, one of the things um, we've been noticing here at the ministry is that people get a misconception of who God is. Our Father is a liberal giver, the Bible says. He's not holding back. Why would God send Jesus? the greatest gift he could send me and you and then make us struggle for everything else in the earth. That doesn't make any sense. You gave me the best first, and now I'm going to have to struggle for the finances? No. I'm going to have to struggle for the relationships? No. I'm going to have to struggle in my arena of my money? No. God has given you a way to overcome every single obstacle you're facing you know I love David you know he said something you know today I was kind of playing around a little bit you know in life sometimes you know you get challenges and I was in the office and I said something today I said I said I was talking about um a situation you know it's nothing serious or anything it was kind of small but it was kind of funny I said they're coming to me with a sword and a stick but I'm coming with them With the name of the Lord, amen. Praise God. It was kind of cute because something just rose up. It was something small, you know. I don't even remember all the details. But it was like, hey, you're coming to me with natural strength. You're coming to me with natural power. You're coming to me with maybe just natural words. But I'm coming to you with the word of the Lord in my mouth. I'm coming to you in the might and power and strength of God. Who's greater? Come on, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Isn't that the great news? I don't know about you. Man, that's the greatest news I heard all day. You're coming to me with sticks and swords and rocks, and I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord, man. And, I mean, sometimes in life, I think you got to realize your battle's not flesh and blood every time. It's what? It's not flesh and blood. It's spiritual principalities and powers. We talked about that last week. Stop fighting people. You're not fighting people. You know, one, some, of the, um, some of the unrest that we're seeing in our country, um, even, even to now, you know, people think like, man, do not get caught in this trap of the enemy to think it's people. It's not people. It's not people. It's a spiritual battle. It's not it's not as much as what we think that it's natural. Oh it's natural. No, it's not natural. It's not natural. It's spiritual. And it tries to find an identification in the earth, in the natural, so we could go, ooh, ooh, that's it. That's it. That's what it is. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. It's if there's if there's a level of of like even as we went through seasons of pockets of um injustice and we went through the seasons seasons of life where we've seen horrific stuff. We go, ooh, that's what it is. We try to we try to naturally label it. Ooh, you know what it is? It's no, 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 no. It's hatred. It's the spirit of evil. Hello. It's the spirit of division. Amen. There, you got to remember something about this thing. This thing is a lot more spiritual than anybody really knows because the Bible says. We fight against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly place. Spirits of infirmity. Amen. Spirits that are demonically influenced. Spirits that are ungodly. Spirits that are anti Christ. That's what's out there. And if you're not careful, it will try to basically come into the arena of your world and deceive you and deceive you into thinking we're fighting people. No, you're not fighting people. You need to take care of this thing in the spirit, and then the people side of life will straighten up. Man, here's another one. I can't allow, number two, I must stop being led by my circumstances. Man, I cannot allow my circumstances to lead me. You understand? You know we, we, we said something so good. We were talking about faith and the faith books coming out in July. It's a brand new release. We're going to have for you for conference. It's powerful. I think it's one of. The, I think I was running around telling them this is the greatest book on faith. Man, and I, you know, you kind of seem a little bit, you know, it's like, well, you wrote it. Well, not really, you know, but I mean, I just kind of preached it. and I was like, man, this is good stuff. So I was like, this is going to be a good stuff to help people. And that's what I want to do. But you cannot be led by your circumstances. Sometimes with faith, we're led by emotions. You know, emotions never lead you to faith. Circumstances never lead you to faith. We say this in the faith book, change circumstances are not the deterring, um, they're not to deter me from believing that what I said isn't coming to pass. Does that make sense? Like, well, I prayed and I don't see any circumstance changes. Well, that might not happen immediately, but it's got to happen. Don't look at changed circumstances to tell me whether your faith is working or not. But here's a big one. Don't be moved by circumstances to make decisions that pull you away from being led by the Spirit of God Walking in the word, walking in the spirit. Look what it says here in Hebrews 13:5. Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, greed, lust, possessions. Be satisfied with your present circumstances and what, what you have. For God Himself has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax, relax, or I will not let down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Man, did you read that? Isn't that good? God said, look, I ain't backing up. I'm not, I love that, right? I will not. I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless. Amen. So when you get stuck in circumstances, that's the first thing we think. Remember when they're in the boat? <laughs> they're in the boat. Jesus got a great idea. Hey, let's go to the other side. I'm gonna go to bed. Praise be to God. And I'm gonna go sleep. And we're gonna boat's gonna go to the other side. And man, water started coming over the side. And I don't know much about a boat. I know boat, I like going fishing. But I noticed if there's more water in the boat than there is in the water that we're fishing in, we might have a problem, amen? If water start, the water is not supposed to be in the boat, we're supposed to be on the water, not in the water. So we got a problem. And then you remember the disciples, you all know the story, master cares there, not that we perish, right? It was the first thing we say, when the circumstances seem to not be working out the way we thought. God, why did you send me here to die? We start sounding like the children of Israel. Why did you bring me up out of the land of Egypt to bring me to the promised land to die? You do it. Don't lie. You know you do it. You started believing God for that promotion at work. And then, you know, you got the new job or you got the better days or you got married. You're like, oh, Jesus, you brought me here to die. (laughs) some of you are like god you brought me to daytona beach to die why could i not just stay where i was why did you bring me to daytona beach to die lord oh i'm dying right and that's 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 not that's not too far-fetched for some you know what i mean oh lord i'm married now you got kids oh god why did you why did you do this to me why you know, it's funny, it's like you always think like uh, you know, I don't know, I just caught this vision. You know, like when when the pregnant ladies at the hospital giving birth, you know, and, and you see it in the videos, and some of you lived it, you know, and the wife starts yelling at the husband, it's your fault, you did this to me. You did this to me, that blessing that you wanted. Now you got the pain of the blessing, the circumstances of the blessing, the pro-, right, you ever watch on TV, you know, you watch TV and she's like, she's ready to kill him. Yeah, I seen one. You know, the lady's like, "I'm gonna kill you. You did this to me. It was your fault. It was your fault. You did it." You know, and it was like, "Ooh, you know, you like you like you wanted that little bundle of joy." You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. We're like the children of Israel. Why did you bring us out here in the wilderness to die? No, He didn't bring you through the circumstances of life to leave you there to die. He's getting you ready to go, but don't allow the circumstances to let you make decisions about your destiny. Very important, because circumstances could make me stop. Circumstances can make me change my mind. Pressure-filled, pressure-filled circumstances are on assignment to stop you from forward motion, amen? A lot of times, pressure-filled circumstances, you know, people will want to, don't want to quit, stop, and get off the track of success because of circumstances. Don't allow it. I cannot be led by the circumstances of life. Very important. That's a big one, right? Oh, the circumstances are making me do this, or the circumstances are making me do this. no, 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 no. You gotta stay true to the word of God, no matter what the circumstances of life say. It's very important. Here's a big one, right? Number three. Look at this. I can't be led by my feelings. Oh, write that one down. Whoa, 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 feelings. You better, better never let your feelings lead you. I know it's not easy because feelings are a lie. Ooh, you preach now, preacher. You better, you better never base your decisions on the feelings of life okay? Peace is what we're trying to achieve, okay? But just because you don't have peace and you don't have the emotional response of peace, you better not make no decisions, (laughs) amen? I'm being serious with you because this is a big one. It's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough to go by the peaceful moment of feelings to tell me whether or not you are doing what God's called you to do, Man, I'll tell you right here and now, that's the truth, man. I like this, Proverbs 14, 12. Man, you may, I got, I got a couple of different translations. You may feel you're on the right path, the right road, and still end up dead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you may feel like you're on the right path, the right road, and still, Why? 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 Because sometimes you might be leaving the path of God to get on your path. Why do we leave God's path and follow another path? Because we want to. I don't like this road. Oh, get me out of here. My feet. I hate it. But guess what? You got to stay on the road. You can, ra- look at this, 14, 12 again. You can rationalize it all you want and justify the path of error you have chosen. My God, I got to read that again. Do you see that up there? should be right about somewhere like right about here. Read here. Read right about here. It's not fun. You can rationalize it all you want and justify the path of error you have chosen. That's the Passion Bible. But you'll find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. Oh, my God, I start thinking about like, you know, I think about lot you know, when I see that, you know, and this could, this could be a good thing, you know, Abraham and Lot start getting in strife. Man, I'm telling you what, if you want to be led by the Spirit, there's something you're going to need to start doing. You're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God. So I start thinking about Lot. You ever think about that? Here's Abraham, here's Lot. You know, I studied that one time, and I was like, well, I don't know, maybe Abraham, Lot, maybe Lot recognized the favor on Abraham and Maybe Abraham wasn't supposed to take a lot, and then you kind of read it, and you kind of get, well, who, who then after a while, you're like, all right, whatever, they're, they're, they're together. And I thought about something that's really strong here, and feelings are usually, you gotta be careful about feelings. I started thinking about something with feelings. Sometimes feelings are not just your emotional response to situations and circumstances. Sometimes feelings come from a third-party influence. Powerful, powerful, Uh, because that's what I really feel happened with Abraham and Lot and their separation there. Abraham's blessed out of his mind because he's the father of faith, and Lot's hanging with him, so through association, Lot's killing it. So Lot's like, man, I'm prospering, I'm doing great, everything's awesome. But watch this. This is funny. Not Abraham and Lot had a problem the herdsmen of Abraham and Lot started getting in strife. People connected to me getting in strife has now separated me from what I need to stay connected to. Man, that'll preach. Third-party influence is what messed up the garden. Adam had an idea. He was going good. Eve had an idea. They were going good. Here comes the devil. The third voice was the voice of destruction. Oh, it ain't no big deal. Eat it a tree. Yeah, okay. So now Abraham and Lot are leading the pack and prospered life. And it says, not Abraham and Lot, but the herdsmen. So whoever is connected to you or gets your ear or operates with you, the third party relationships get strife going on. And Abraham goes, look, man, we cannot have strife. If we, let me tell you something right here now. You are not going to prosper in strife-filled positions. It ain't going to happen. You got to get strife out of your life. Live a strife-free life. So check this out. You watch this. So they separate. And David, I mean, sorry, Abraham goes to Lot. Wherever you go, you pick it, man. I'll take whatever you don't want because wherever I go, the blessings go with me. And Lot takes Sodom and Gomorrah. He don't know it's Sodom and Gomorrah. He goes, Man, that looks like a great road. It looked good. It looked good, man. That's why you cannot be led by what looks good. Come on, somebody. Ooh, but they're cute. Oh, you're so cute. Man, cute wears off. <laughs> Ooh, I'm in love. Yeah, you in love. I'm telling you, man. No, I'm being serious now. Cute wears off. You, Yeah, you might be in lust. Some of you are in heat for crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? You ain't being led in the Lord. You got to let, invite God in. But if I let God in, he might tell me. Yeah, I know what he might tell you. You better let God in anyway, because let me tell you something I learned about God. You don't want what God doesn't want you to have. That's the God's honest truth, man. You can rationalize it all you want. Ain't that the truth? We get all, we get all spiritual. Well, you know, it's Okay. <laughs> You spiritually lie to yourself and try to use Scripture to back up your lies to get what you want. Oh, my God. All you want to justify the path of error, you can rationalize it all you want. You can justify the path of error you're on. You chose it, but you'll find out in the end that road is leading you to destruction, destruction, now, I'm not making light of where you're at. Some of you might be at that spot right now. That's not, that, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm laughing about my past mistakes. They're right there. It'll be okay, God. No, it won't. No, run. No, it won't. It won't be okay. It's not going to turn out good. <laughs> I'm going to pray fast, intercede. I don't care if you take a rocket ship to heaven. It ain't going to turn out good. Run. If you wanna be led by the spirit, there's something you need going to start doing. You're gonna to have to start being led by the spirit. If you're gonna be led by the spirit, there's something you gotta start doing. You gotta start listening to the spirit. How are you gonna to listen to the spirit? You start yielding to the word of God. You know Romans eight fourteen for as many as are led by the Spirit they are the sons of God. Romans eight sixty and the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And how about Proverbs twenty twenty seven the spirit of Lord and uh, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching out all the inward parts of the belly. One modern day translation is the spirit of the Lord is a modern day light bulb. It's like a light bulb. You know you're in a room. This room's dark. You put the lights on. Clink. What it illuminates the room, so you could see. So now I want to give you some powerful points to help you get there. Okay? Say, what are these powerful points? Well, I'm going to tell you. That's why you're. That's why you, you tuned in today. I'm going to give you a couple of them, right? And hopefully we could finish them. And if we can't, we'll pick up next week. Okay? Here's here's a big one. Write this down. Takeaway. Ready? You gotta want to be led. That's so big. That sounds so goofy, but that's so true. You gotta want to be led. Some people don't want to be led. Some people don't care. You think Christian people care? So here, I, I, I'm not saying it in a mean way. You think most Christians care whether they're led or not? They just go to church. Yeah, I go to church. I'm really proud of you because here's a great question you need to ask yourself. This can really help you. If you even ask, if you even ask yourself, man, am I being led by God in these decisions I'm making? Am I being led by God with these ideas I got in my head? Am I being led by God by the words I'm letting come out of my mouth? If you even ask that, you're like in the top 10% of Christians in the earth. I've been doing this for a minute now. A lot of people could care less whether they're doing what God <laughs> asked them to do. It's just true. I'm not, I'm not laughing about it like I'm funny. Oh, they're, like, they're, they're just happy. Well, you know, I go to church. I go to church. Does God lead? No, I just go to church. You know, this ain't about going to church. This is about being led to the Lord. I don't even know if people even talk like this anymore. Be led to the Lord. Be led to the Lord. Yeah, are we being led to the Lord or are we being led with our feelings, our ideas, our thoughts, our suggestions? Those are, here's, here's one of the scriptures. God, God, you know, um, uh, Psalms 40 says this, verse 8. My God, I want to do what you want, and your teachings are in my heart. My God, I want to do what you want. Psalm 143, 10 is so good. Just write along. I just want to obey all you ask of me. Man, when we start asking, God, I just want, I just want to obey what you're asking me. How in the world could we say we're Christians, which means you're a follower of Christ, but all you follow is your own opinion? I'm just asking, man. The greatest fo- You know, I love, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell all myself. I love leadership stuff, you know, but man, we when when we're going to have a follower seminar? <laughs> what did you say? I'm, how many of you been to a follower seminar? I'm going to be the first person ever to have a follower seminar. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Nope. Let me tell you how to be a leader. Let's go to the leadership 101. We're going to go to the best leadership class in the world. We got leadership coming in. We got leadership going out. We got the best leaders of the world. My God in heaven, we're going to simulcast the greatest leaders of the earth. They're going to come in, and everybody's a leader. Nobody does anything. Everybody's a leader. Everybody gives orders. Nobody follows. I love leadership. We need leadership. But I think before the prerequisite should be, are you a follower? my God in heaven, we're going to sell tickets to the Follower Conference 2021. There'll be nobody here. <laughs> I'll be in a room talking to the people that love me and believe in the message I'm preaching here, which should be all over the world. That's why you need to help me share it. Because I somebody, let, I'm going to, let me dabble just a little bit. The only reason why I need to get out out of, out, 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 is because I hear what everybody else has been saying, and trust me, the earth needs me. We'll just leave it at that, okay? The, the earth needs me a lot more than, than, than we realize. Because where are we going to learn about following? Jesus was, the, Jesus was the greatest leader we've ever seen in our life. Jesus was the greatest follower you've ever seen in your life. He was the most submitted man to ever walk on the face of the earth. That's why he was the most powerful man. I don't say nothing my father doesn't tell me to say. I don't do anything my father doesn't tell me to do. Whoa. The Roman centurion's trying to show us how to do it. He said, I'm a man that is under authority. That's why I got authority. When I tell a man, go, he goes. When I tell him, come, he comes. You just say the word, Jesus. I understand, I understand the system of authority. And because I understand the system of authority... Because I am, the only way to really understand the system of his authority is you need to put yourself under authority. Authority could never be learned by teaching it until you submit yourself to it. I said this, correction from a man that's never been corrected is gonna be a foolish experience from you. Correction from a man that's been corrected will be peaceful and easy. It'll be hard in the flesh, but it'll be easy on the soul. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why wisdom is the principal thing. I love you to tell you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't lie to you. I never lie. There's nothing to lie about. I'm just going to tell you the truth. You might not like the truth, but that's the truth. But the truth will change you, and I love you enough to tell you the truth. Be a follower. Who talks about following? Who talk, Everybody talks, here's my opinion. Here's my idea. Here's my this. Here's my that. I love all of it, but guess what? When are you going to follow first? Follow first. We got a bunch of itching ears, a bunch of people that want a gospel that fits their lifestyle, and then they want to go pump it out all over the place and then expect to have another thing. It's gonna start with the desire to wanna be led. Just just highlight that. I gotta have the desire to wanna be led. That's a big one, man. I gotta have this desire. Look at this. Psalms 20:14. May God give you every desire of your heart and carry it. your every plan as you go to the battle. Isn't that good? May God give you every desire in your heart. Well, what happens when I start having a desire to be led? He's going to start leading me. That's what John 16, 23 is about. Here's an eternal truth. I'm going to tell you what you need. You need to ask anything of the Father. He'll go directly to the Father. Ask him for anything you desire and he will give it you because of your relationship with me. That's what Jesus said. He said, you go to my Father you ask because of my relationship with you and my relationship with him, everything's going to work out okay. Get the desire to want to be led. Now here's my question, and I want you to think about this. This is your, this is your meditate for a moment, your moment meditation. Do I even want to be led? Is being led to you more of, of a disappointment because you might be led in a direction you don't want to go? More than a place than you want to embrace? I don't know. I know this, guys. And I'm being serious. And I understand. And I'm being very sensitive to what's going on right now in your life. And I want you to hear me. God loves you. He doesn't want you to have to suffer in anything. Nothing. It's not God's desire. God is a loving father. He wants you to be on the plan he has for your life. So question is, what if my plan is in his plan? Don't you think the potter that made the clay knows which shape you need to be molded in? I think it's so important that we realize God's not against me. God's for me. Don't be like the children of Israel. What'd you do, bring me here to die? What'd you do, bring us here to drown? What'd you do, bring us here to starve? No. God's got a plan that's better than your plan. I'm telling you. Get a desire to be led. Those are little highlights. I gotta get a desire to be led. God lead me. What happens if you start getting up every once in, you know once a day and you say, "God lead me today"? He might just lead you to the right place. Here's the big one. This one's huge. I talked about this one November of last year, and I got my staff ready for this. They gotta be willing to be led. It started last October. I said, "Are you really?" You know, the Lord got on me. He said, "Yeah, you're willing. You're willing." you're obedient is what he said to me he goes you're obedient but you're not willing I said oh this is going to be great he said yeah because I'm, I'm I'm pretty much line upon line that's why I'm not a real emotional kind of guy when when it comes to certain things you're like well pastor Chris I want to hear what you got to say about it I'm basically gonna say what Jesus said not to say I'm, I'm perfect in that I don't get really emotional about a lot of stuff because I just stick to the word you know I heard Kenneth Hagin say a story one time ever tell you that Kenneth Hagin story yeah, Mr. Retha was with him, and he, they were standing together. And she goes, I don't care. She goes, I don't think you'd much care if me and the kids uh, 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 uh keeled over dead right here or something like that. I don't think. And, he, and he, she said, I don't think you'd worry about it for a minute. He goes, well, what good is worrying going to do about it? And, I mean, I know he probably had a long night that night. But uh, praise be in all due respect. But, uh, you know what I mean? He's like, what am I going to do? I can, man, I'm not going to let these circumstances change me, you know? Somebody said, Pastor Chris, you, what are you going to do? If, you know, what are you going to do? I had congregation members tell me, Pastor Chris, would you raise me from the dead? I said, sure will. I'm going to throw you against the wall. Amen. Why? I ain't just going to let you leave the earth. I'm going to throw you against the wall and see if life comes back in you. I'll give it a couple shots. We'll see if we can get it to work. You know what I'm saying? I understand. But absence from the body is present with the Lord. I'm emotional. I'm not heartless. But my opinion doesn't really matter if the word of God, if the word of God is not elevated above my opinion, we got a problem. Because now my opinion can affect how I see the word of God. So what am I saying? You better get willing. Now, I have obedience. That's me just being transparent. I want to stay in the word. Um, Because I know, you know you know why I have such a value for the word? It's what got me out. The word of God got me out. Preacher didn't get me out. The anointing didn't get me out. The atmosphere didn't get me out. The word of God got me out. You got a more sure word of prophecy in that Bible, guys. Yes and amen, every promise. You go put some word in you, you cannot. You cannot not make it. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. You be the living word. Became flesh and dwelt among us today. Okay, so you gotta be willing. Oh my God, here we go. What do you mean? I'm obedient, but I'm not willing. I said, oh great, this will be great. What do you mean? He said, you're obedient, but you gotta be willing. Willing isn't easy. Am I willing to obey before God even tells you what to do? Wow, this is great. Now I got to come in willing before you even explain. How about this? You ever do this one? Well, God, explain it to me. Then I'll tell you if I want to do it. God, explain every detail about it. Then I'll sign up. <laughs> That's how some of you go to do it, The form in the back. Do you want to, try? will you please, can you help us in children's church? Can you help us in the usher team? Can you help us in the ministry? Can you come to the workday? How long are we going to be here? How many diapers do I have to change? What's the protocol? What do I got to do? No, 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 no. Are you willing? Are you willing? If you're willing and obedient, you sign up. And I understand count the cost, but you know what I'm saying. I'm exaggerating just a little bit here to help you see it. Are you willing to obey in advance before you even tell me what to do? Where's my willingness at? How much willingness do I have to be led? Jesus surrendered his will in the garden. You know, I was thinking about something. I was sweating the other day. <laughs> I was working out. I was sweating. sweat was coming out at, at, at everything. And I said, man, how in the world did Jesus sweat great drops of blood? And I, I remember seeing um, this guy going for a power, like a, 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 a power lifting contest. He was um, deadlift, you know, deadlifts when they like, they put all these weights on the bar and you bend over and you pick it up. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you bend over, you've seen them and not picking it up over your head because it's way too much weight. But they just lean over to grab the bar, they strap up and they just stand straight up holding the bar. Y'all seen it. And I watched this guy while he did it, literally blood, not to be gross, but he started getting a nosebleed. And I started thinking about, I thought about, I said, man, I was thinking about that sweat coming off my body. And I thought about that picture, and I said, Jesus was under such tremendous pressure that he started to bleed out of his pores. Just like that guy broke his blood. It was like 1,000 pounds. I don't know. I was watching it on something like a YouTube or something. You know, and he picked this thing up, and he broke a record, and he's hanging on. You know what I'm saying? And, and he started nose bleeding. And I started thinking, man, I said, Jesus had blood come out of his pores in the garden where he left his will. You're going to tell me your will's not strong? Your will is strong, man. You're going to have to surrender your will to want to lead. James said, accept the word of God that's been planted in your heart. Let it teach you. Surrender. If you come to the Bible with this kind of know-it-all attitude, his word can't get through and come to you. Come to the Bible with a willingness to change. Show me something. Sit down with it. Show me, are you ready to welcome the blessings of God? Are you ready to be careful with what you hear? Are you ready to take the time to perceive and to basically receive what it is you hear from the word of God, perceiving it right, rightly dividing it? If you want to be led by the spirit of God, you gotta be willing. If you want to be led by the spirit of God, you're gonna have to become a person who's willing to follow important here's another one right if you want to be led by the spirit of god you got to look to the word you got to be a word looker outer you got to see the word of god you have to be a word person Amen. so you've seen it man pastor because you say this is going to be great i got a desire to be led so god lead me guide me help me i got to be willing to be led hey go this way oh man i didn't know we were going to have to do that it's okay that's the best road for you amen Have you ever made that decision? You know you made that decision. You say, well, God, some of you say, well, I don't want to go to that church, that relevant church. I don't want to become a member. Look how good that worked out. Praise be to God. You're loving every minute of it now. Hallelujah. See, listen to the Lord. He knows where he's taking you. If you want him to be led by the spirit of God, I got to look to the word. His word is to you. Well, I think Jesus, me and Jesus have a special relationship. He speaks to me audibly. He speaks to me. No. Get in the Word. Psalm 119, 105. Your Word is a lamp to guide me and a light for my path. If you're not in the Bible, you're in the dark, baby. You're not seeing right. Stay in the Word. It'll give you illuminate. Let me tell you something about the Word. Are you ready for this? Okay. I'm going to show you something. It's a great lesson. If if you were in a room, a dark room, right, just picture, you're in your dark room, and let's just say this. If you open your Bible it brings illumination to the whole room. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet. It's the light unto my path. So basically what he's saying is the minute you open up the Bible, light shines. It might not be telling you exactly what you need to see about a circumstance at that very moment, but it's still lighting up the whole room so you don't what? Make the wrong mistakes. I'm telling you, listen to me. It's like going like this. If I open up the word of God and keep the light coming in, Darkness cannot overtake me. What am I saying? It's a light into my fa- path. It's the lamp unto my feet. It's the light into my path. What does that mean? When well, the minute I open up the Bible, if I was in a dark room and I opened up the Bible, it lights up the room. What does that mean? It's showing me things that maybe today I don't have answers about, but it's illuminating the room so I don't make the wrong choices. I'm telling you, listen, to me, stay in the word, it keeps you clear. God's will is found in his word. And this is the confidence, 1 John 5, 14 and 15, this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears me. If I know he hears me, he grants me the petition. Which The principles are there. When you open up the Bible, God opens up his mouth. Don't you ever forget that. When you open up the Bible, God opens up his mouth mouth man i am telling you that is so important amen now don't forget that when you open up the bible god opens up. and stop listening don't be listening to voices don't be listening to people don't be listening to all the experts god expects you to obey him in his word amen That's a big one because God never contradicts his word. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And don't get caught in that thing. Well, you know, the Bible, back in the day, the Bible, the Bible. No, 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 no. Listen, the Bible does not have an expiration date. Does that make sense? They did this 60 years ago. Guess what? It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Time does not change the truth. Truth changes time. See it? time. That's the gospel from 40 years ago. This gospel is 2,000 years old. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So this gospel doesn't change because of time. Time changes because of the gospel. Ask God. Ask humbly. Ask in faith. I'm really led. I got to be humble. I got to humble means yield, withdraw, submit. Scott, where you want to go? I got to ask in faith believing he's leading he's guiding he's helping come on in come on into this situation come on into this moment come on into my mind come on into my thinking come on into my thoughts and ask god to be led amen i must listen for god's response that's another one i gotta listen to response. if i'm gonna ask god oh god help me jesus help me okay good then ask him for what what you need but when he responds guess what Don't run off and go, ooh, okay. No, wait a little bit. Stick around. He might just be giving you the guidance you need at the very moment. I've got to be ready to hear God's response. Now, here's the scary part, and I'm leaving you with this. I don't know if I want to hear God's response. No, you want to hear God's response. Don't get stuck in this fear trap going, what if God makes me, he might tell me be a missionary to China, chill out, relax. He might tell me, that's funny. <laughs> he might tell me, no, no, chill out, chill out, stop. Don't always come into this thing where, God, I don't want to hear you respond because I'm kind of scared. That's the enemy. The enemy is trying to get you to not want to hear God's response. So what he does is he puts this fear factor in there. Don't even go to God. He might make you go to Russia and live in Siberia and you got to go preach to some indigenous four people up there because the internet can't reach them. And you're going to have to be like on a yak climbing through the (laughs) mountains. no chill out we've all been there i've been there too you know i remember going to bible school i might not be back oh god i'm my mama mama i love you but i might not come home i might be gone forever no come on calm down god didn't call you to be a martyr he didn't call you the internet goes everywhere now chill out relax even the remote village we'll get there listen don't get caught in the fear trap of waiting for god to respond because you're scared of the response you might get Talk to God. He loves you. He's there for you. But here's the big thing. God might respond, well, what you don't want to hear, and that's when you're going to have to be obedient. That's when you're going to have to make some moves of obedience to make some decisions that aren't always easy. But I got to invite God in. Now, here's my question. I'm leaving you with this. Take this home. Run with it. And this is good. We started this thing by saying what? Am I allowing God to come in? Am I really inviting the Holy Spirit in? Those are some of the ways. You know, Some of the things, we're going to talk next week about this. you got to choose the right guide in life. The Bible says, if you are led by the Spirit, you're the sons of God. This is the requirement. This is not like the, oh, this is a super, super, you know, spiritual thing. No, this is the requirement of the believer. You are a disciple. You are a follower. You are one who follows Christ. Today, make sure you let him into situations and let him into circles. And here's the thing. Here's a big one, and i got to go. If you made a mistake repent get back on track and know what if he didn't lead you down that road get off of it Get on the road he wants you on. He's more than forgiving. He's more than gracious. He's God. He put the heavens in the earth. He could fix the track you're on. I promise you that. Father, I just thank you for these wonderful people today. You've encouraged them. You've equipped them. You're, you're taken them there. I know I'm smart enough to know this. You're the best preacher there is, God. So take the words I gave them today, bend it to their ear, mold it to their heart, let them hear, let them know, let them understand, and let them achieve greater and the greater plans you have for their life lead them guide them and help them in Jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen praise God stay updated what's going on here at relevant I'll see you Sunday morning we got one service 10 30 we're getting ready we almost might be ready to go to two you keep coming we'll have to go to two glory to God and we'll see you soon don't forget watch tonight we're live on that internet there and we're bringing you a message that's going to change your life I love you God bless you remember be led to the Lord see you soon